Welcome to the first episode of the And One Podcast with Christian Bean. Uh, today, we're going to be looking at my uh, thoughts on the East and how it's going to go this year. Uh, first, let's get out of the way. Follow me on Instagram at cbaskets, C-B-A-S-K-E-T-S. And uh, if you got any questions, if you want to be on the show, if you got your thoughts on today's episode, be sure to let me know. Slide through my DMs and give me a follow. Alrighty, so... Uh, since it's the first episode, I'm going to run by how this goes. I'm going to run by all these Eastern Conference teams. The Western Conference teams should be coming out soon. Uh, this is your first time on the podcast, which it should be. This is the first episode, the inaugural episode. Congratulations for about being a part of that. I just want to let you all know. Um, let's get into it. So the first team on my list is the Milwaukee Bucks. Last year had a 60-22 and record. They projected 57 wins this year. Um, you know, I think 57 might be too low. I'm going to take the over on 57 wins. I'm going to say they get over 57 wins this year. I like the reason for that. I think Giannis just got his first MVP. He's feeling good. He's feeling nice. Uh, he's had a lot of off-season workouts with, uh, my boy Wesley Matthews, a former Nick, and, uh, Kyle Korver. And if you want somebody to teach you how to shoot, I'm guessing Kyle Korver is one of those people. They also got Robin Lopez to team up with Brooke Lopez, and, uh, he's a dog. So we should for sure know what's about to go down there. Um, let's see here. What do we got next? Next team on the list, we have the Toronto Raptors, the reigning championships. And uh, they went 58-24 and 24 last year. They're projected only 45 wins after losing Kawhi Leonard to the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, I'm going to go the under on them. And here's why. I do not think Pascal Siakam can lead this team if you think different be sure to hit me up in my dms maybe i'll answer some of your questions on the next episode uh also is van vliet really the guy you want running your offense i don't know i'm not i'm not gonna pick van vliet as my steph curry that's all i gotta say because uh coming off a chip i'm sure they're feeling good but you can't be feeling that good if uh fred van vliet is running everything that's no rip to any raptors fans out there or fred shout out fred but, uh, yeah, not too confident about that. I also think they're kind of old. Kyle Lowry and Marcus Gasol could get traded at the deadline, maybe to get picks. I mean, they have guys like OG and Obi that are starting. They just picked up Stanley Johnson. They have Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. I think getting minutes out of these young guys is probably a better idea than uh, running 47,000-year-old Marcus Gasol and have him shoot threes when he shouldn't. They also have Serge Ibaka. I don't know. I feel like they should probably get off that deal. Um, yeah, so for them, I'm definitely going to take the under, under 45 wins. I honestly don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but we'll see. They uh, won the championship last year, and I think they're going to, too. So let's see if they surprise me again. Next team on the list, the Philadelphia 76ers went 51-31 and 31 last year. They were the third seed. They're projected 54.5 this year, so only up 3.5 wins. I'm going to take the over on them. I'm going to say uh, they just picked up. My boy, uh, Josh Richardson, he was an absolute dog for the Heat. I can't imagine he wouldn't fit with this lineup. I also think Ben Simmons, since he's been working this offseason, maybe he can shoot. They've all been grinding a lot. Joel Embiid has lost a lot of weight. Maybe he won't have to sit the fourth quarters because he's sweating so bad. We'll have to see what happens. I'm not sure about the Sixers team. Um, I also think maybe, this is, this is a long shot, this is my hot take, 
I think maybe Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid will need to get traded. I don't know if two inside players can figure it out. Maybe if Ben Simmons figures out his jumper, they might be okay. Also, Al Horford, I think that was a good pickup for them. They picked up the only guy that can clamp up Joel Embiid in a seven-game series. So uh, they kind of picked, if you can't beat him, join him. But the opposite way, they picked him up. They also have pretty good depth this year. I like Trey Burke a lot, being a Knicks fan. I'm pretty sure he'll be a decent backup point guard. Um, they also have Zaire Smith pouring in buckets. They picked up Kylo Quinn. They also have Tobias Harris. Everybody sleeps on Tobias Harris. He was an all-star last year. Um, we'll have to see if they can pull that off this year. So on them, they're projected 54.5 wins. I'm going to take over. I think this this could be a 60-win team. If they get it figured out, I think this could be a 60-win team. Next up is the Boston Celtics. The fourth seed last year went 49-33 and with Kyrie, the locker room cancer. To uh, Next year, they're projected 49.5, so only up 0.5 wins. They did pick up Kimball Walker, and I think that's important to remember. Kimball Walker's not no scrub. This man's been leading the Hornets to, like, 39 wins for, like, 20 years at this point. I think that uh, with him, I think that's a better guy to match up with other people than Kyrie. He's not going to iso ball. He's going to create. And when he does iso ball, it's going to be pretty important. Also, the Celtics have some some interesting rookies, to say the least. Taco Fall, of course, the GOAT, the 7-7 Demon. We'll see how he does. I mean, if he even gets any minutes, he'll probably go to the G League. I don't know yet. They have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward will have to have a comeback year this year. Uh, Grant Williams was a pickup. Uh, matching up with Robert Williams, the Williams Bros this year is the backup power forward, 4-5 four and five for the uh, Boston Celtics. So I think, I think there's a good chance this team goes over 49.5 if they can gel. If Marcus Smart doesn't beat somebody up or uh, I'm not sure. You know what? 49.5, I'm going to give them the under. Because I feel like this is going to take one year to gel. I think next year, maybe they get rid of Gordon Hayward. Maybe they pick up more picks. Maybe they pick up another veteran small forward that can help them out. But uh, we'll have to wait and see to see what they do. The Indiana Pacers are the next team. They were the fifth seed. 48-34 and 34 last year. Projected 48.5 this year. So once again, only up .5 in projected wins. Um, you know, I think the question is, can Oladipo lead a team deep into the playoffs? I don't think it's that big of a question because I think he seems like a leader. He seems like a guy that uh, goes headfirst at his problems. He's He's gotten injured, but he also seems like the kind of guy after he lost a ton of weight last season. Maybe this offseason, maybe he's been grinding. Maybe he could have an even better year than he did this year, which would be insane because he already was going. He had fantastic numbers this year. Um, also, Sabonis and Miles Turner was the next thing I was talking about. Miles Turner played for Team USA this offseason. Uh, was their like only center that they really had. Uh, I'm just not sure if DeMontis Sabonis at the four, both guys who, I mean, Miles Turner is pretty good at stretching the four, but they're both better and more efficient low block. I wonder if maybe they flip Sabonis to a team for some better wings, because right now they have they picked up TJ Warren in the offseason, was great on the Suns, but that could be just empty stats on a bad team. We'll find out what he does. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon is their point guard that they picked up. I think that's important, 50-40-90 club. He's super efficient. Um, they also picked up TJ McConnell, so they're pretty. They have good backup point guards starting at point guard. So we'll have to see how that goes. Victor Oladipo's backup is Jeremy Lamb. I'm just not sure. 
I'm not sure about it. There's a lot of question marks, but I don't think there's enough question marks for them to go under 48.5. I think they're going to make a huge jump this year after being great last year. I'm going to take the over, possibly a 50-win team. I'd probably keep my eye out for them as a not a contender, but one of those teams that could be scary in the playoffs. The Brooklyn Nets are up next. Huge offseason moves for them, and as a Knicks fan, uh, I won't say I'm happy about it, but you know, it's the way the cookie crumbles sometime in the NBA, especially recently. 42-40 and 40 last year, led by D'Angelo Russell. Now, they did lose him, obviously, but, I mean, they got a couple, I mean, I guess you could say they're decent guys back. Uh, they're projected 47 wins. My question is, did they just force themselves out of a legacy? Here's my, here's my thing. Just listen to me. D'Angelo Russell was leading them. Just a leader. Their bench is going crazy. All the bench celebrations. They're having the best year ever. They pick up Kyrie Irving, who wasn't a great locker room guy, but now he has his own team with a big bench. So I guess you'll have to see how that turns out, but I don't know. I'm not too confident in Kyrie. But with a bench like they have, let me let me read off their depth chart for you quick. Let me read the depth chart because their bench could possibly be one of the best benches in the league. They picked up Torian Prince, who I get Kevin Durant's out, but Torian Prince is like a budget Kevin Durant on the very lowest level. I think that could be good. They still have Joe Harris, who won the three-point contest and was amazing from three last year. Um, they also picked up DeAndre Jordan. on a. I don't know if they overpaid for him, but, I mean, they got Katie and Kyrie there. You can't get mad. I don't know if they're going to run DeAndre at the five and Jared Allen at the four. I don't know. Their best power forward, if they don't start Jared Allen at the four, is Rodney's Karuks. And uh, he's not, I'm not saying he's terrible, but he's not great. They also picked up Jalen Hands. That was their rookie this year. A point guard, so he'll be behind Spencer Dinwiddie and Kyrie Irving the depth chart. Um, I mean, the, the bench the bench is deep. I'll say that. The bench is very deep. Uh, I think the center log jam they have, they're going to have to figure out if they're going to put Jared Allen at the four and see if maybe he can shoot more threes, stretch the four a little, or are they just going to iso Kyrie and Kyrie averages 50 this year. It doesn't look like Katie's coming back, but there are rumors he could be back before the playoffs. So that's something we'll have to wait and see, and I'm sure I'm sure one of the podcasts in the future will cover that. Next up, the Orlando Magic. All right, let's see. The Orlando Magic last year had Nikola Vucevic. They were playing the Raptors first round. Had an amazing series against them. DJ Augustine became basically uh, Florida Steph Curry. They went 42-40 and 40 last year and got the seventh seed. They were projected 40.5 this year, so that's that's like one and a half wins less. They led the league in defense, defensive rating at the end of the season. They also picked up Al Farouk Aminu this offseason, and we know how much he clamped up for the Trailblazers. We'll see if he can maybe clamp up a little bit better and pick up that hole at power forward because they have Aaron Gordon, Al Farouk Aminu, and I'm about to botch this name. He's a rookie this year. Chuma Okeke. Okiki? One of them, too. So, it's looking... Also, Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz is my biggest thing. Aaron Gordon has been consistent. He's been good. I think he's still on the rise. Nikola Vucevic has been a solid center since the beginning of the NBA, it seems like. Jonathan Isaac is on the up and up. I mean, Evan Fournier is a sniper. They have T-Raw. I mean, he's going to be dunking on everybody. 
Markel Fultz, I think, is the biggest question mark about this team because I don't know if they even want to make the playoffs again. I don't know if they want to tank and get a pick. But I think Markel Fultz's development is one thing that's really important. Uh, I'm going to take the over on them, and here's why. I think if Markel Fultz even reaches what he was in those first couple 76ers games, that's kind of what they needed. They had DJ Augustine, who's a pretty aged point guard. I mean, he played on the Charlotte Bobcats at one point. He's been around for a while. He's 30 now, so he's not – I mean, he's over the hill, I'll tell you that much. He averaged 12-5 and five last year. Markel Fultz, I think, could put that up and probably more. He He's a better he's a better rebounder. That's if he figured out his jump shot. There was a video going around recently about his free throw, and it looked the same. I think that's a red flag, but you never know. Maybe he figured it out. There's a lot of question marks around him. So I'm going to take the over on the 40.5 projection of the Orlando Magic. I think maybe they could be a 45-win team. They could also be a 20-win team. That's one of those teams I'm not too sure about. That's a that's a wild card. The Detroit Pistons are up next. They were the eighth seed, played the Bucks first round last year. They went 41 and 41 and even 500, and they're projected 37.5 wins this year. Now they did pick up my boy D Rose uh, in free agency after. Yeah, so fun fact, we actually don't have any sponsors, so if uh, anybody wants to sponsor this podcast in the future, uh, hit my line, hit my uh, Instagram, at cbaskets, that's at C-B-A-S-K-E-T-S, and uh, yeah, you left the Timberwolves, and I think, I'm thinking if now they can get rid of Reggie Jackson, I'm not a huge fan of Reggie Jackson. He's been around for a while. He hasn't done much for the Pistons. I just don't know. I think if you get Derrick Rose those minutes, they can even start them both. They have Luke Kennard. If you're relying on Luke Kennard to be your starting shooting guard, I don't know about that. I mean, he's a sniper, but I don't know if a 6'1 little dude can really guard that many shooting guards in today's NBA. Um, I'm also thinking they do have Thunmaker, the GOAT. We'll see how that goes. They have the rookie, Sokoyu Demboya. They still have Tony Snell. I mean, Markeith Morris they picked up. They have... It's a really thin lineup. They're relying on Thonmaker, Markeith Morris, and rookie Sokoyu Demboya as their backup wings and center. I don't know. Blake Griffin has, did amazing last year. We'll have to see what he does this year. I think if he steps up... Andre Drummond was talking about looking for a contract this offseason. He's in a contract year, so um, I mean, it would make sense that he'd play better. So I think that this team is another one of those teams where it's like they could win 20 games and end up trading everybody, or they could make the 6th or 8th seed again and make the playoffs. So I'm going to take the over on their 37.5. I think they, I mean, they're probably a 40-win team. I hope D-Rose has another great year. Um, he's been working this offseason. We'll see how that goes. The Charlotte Hornets at number 9. I don't even, I almost didn't want to talk about this team. They were the ninth seed last year. 39-43, and 43, obviously lost Kemba shoveled out one of the most garbage contracts since I've been in the like since I've been paying attention to the NBA. Terry Rozier, scary Terry, got paid 18 million dollars a year this offseason. What is Michael Jordan doing? His goat status is going to get taken away by how terrible he is doing this team. Their their depth is I mean they're starting Nicholas Batum, they have Dwayne Bacon, I mean, I'm happy with Dwayne Bacon, Miles Bridges, and Malik Monk are about the only guys you got on this team that you can look forward to. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist still has a big contract. Bismarck Biombo still has a big contract. 
Nicholas Batum still has a huge contract. I mean, these guys are locked up for a while. This is I don't even I don't even know. I mean, I'm taking the under. They're projected 24. I think they might win two games. They this team's just doo doo. Uh, yeah, let's just get past them because the Miami Heat, the Miami Heat, tenth last year, 39 and 43. They're projected 43.5 wins this year. They did obviously pick up Jimmy, and as a Timberwolves fan, I know he's gonna um, beat up Tyler Harrow or something. Beat him with the fourth stringers. Um, I think Goran Dragic is in a contract year. I'm thinking maybe they trade him, but they don't know if he's going to resign. I think he's a good veteran point guard. I think there's going to be a lot of teams going for him next year. He's only got one year left on his contract. Jimmy signed there for four. I think they're going to try to trade uh, Goran Dragic for a younger point guard. Maybe some assets. We'll see what happens, but I think it all comes down to how Jimmy Butler plays with these young guys. This team was solid last year. They obviously lost Josh uh, Richardson to the 76ers, so that's a big hit. But getting back Jimmy Butler is a good consolation prize. Their point guard depth, they do have Justice Winslow at backup. I think he has everything going for him. He averaged 13, 5, and 4 last year. Um, he's a good defender. He's He was not doing great at small forward. They moved him to point guard, and he started going off. I think that's a little bright spot that they got. They still have Deion Waiters, Tyler Harrow, the rookie. I'm excited for him. This man is a absolute sniper. They obviously have Kelly Olynyk, the only woman to ever make the dub or to ever make the NBA. He's an, he's a sniper. He did good last year. Averaged ten points, five rebounds, uh, five rebounds, two assists. I mean, he's he's a pretty good shooter from the outside. James Johnson, the UFC fighter. Um, I think he's 31. He averaged eight, three, and two. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, their power forward spot. Their bigs are old. They do have Bam at a bio. They also picked up Myers Leonard, so they have two young centers for the future. Myers Leonard only 26, and Bam Adebayo only 21. Only 21, averaged 9 and 8 last year with a block. I think he has a bright future. But yeah, it's going to come down to Jimmy Butler being a leader. Last year in the 76ers, obviously, he wore the cool headband that are now banned. And uh, I think I'm going to take the over on this team. 43.5 wins projected. I think this team, I'm not going to say a 50-win team. I think they can win 45 games. So I'm going to take the over on them. Next up is uh, the Washington Wizards. Wizards, excuse me. Almost as bad as the Charlotte Hornets situation. They won 32 and 50 last year. They're projected 28.5, which I think is way higher than what we're thinking they might be. Um, it is it is terrible. They are not looking great. The Washington Wizards are a bleak spot in the NBA. I mean, they have a young star with nothing around him. Um, I think Bradley Beal is going to get sick of it. I don't really care what he said before. I can't imagine dropping 30 points, 40 points a night, and still losing by 20 feels. That's got to be terrible. They really don't have any small forwards. They just drafted Admiral Schofield. Um, their point guard depth, I'm not sure if John Wall is coming back this year or when. I haven't heard anything about that. So they have Isaiah Thomas, who I hope has a good year, but hopefully he can get empty stats on this team and maybe get a bigger contract somewhere else so he can get out of there. They do have Ish Smith. They have Thomas Bryant, Ian Mahaney's huge contract. They did hit up Davis Bertans from the Spurs, one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. He's a power forward, and he's only 25. I think that could be okay. They have Rui Hachimara from Japan. I think that's important. But it's going to come down to Bradley Beal. is probably going to want out, and then the Wizards are going to be sitting there, scratching their heads, wondering what to do for the future. 
I don't know. They're projected 20.5. I'm going to take the under every day. I think this is like a 15-win team after they trade Bradley Beal. They're going to try getting another high draft pick. I don't even know if they have their draft pick. It's, it's just not looking good there. The next up team is the Atlanta Hawks. They want 29-53 and 53 last year. They're projected 36. Um, they might have only went 29-53, but this is one of the league pass teams I watched almost every game last year. Trey Young, John Collins. I mean, you can't beat watching these guys play basketball the way they do so fast. With only being projected 36 wins, I think this is one of those bets where you have to take the over. They're one of the best young teams in the NBA by a lot. I mean, they have so much young depth. Not just depth, but I mean, they got two great draft picks this year in uh, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. They also have Jabari Parker. I think Kevin Herter's going to make a jump. I think Trey Young is going to get even better, even though it seems like he can't. They do have Alex Len. They also drafted Bruno Fernando. I just think there's a huge, 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 huge... Uh, I mean, there's hype around this team, but I think it's not hyped enough. I think this team could... I think they built like the Warriors did. I think they drafted a good point guard. They're drafting good uh, forwards around him. Kevin Herter and Trey Young, the new Splash Bros. I don't know. I'm taking the over on them. I think they could win... I think this team could win 50 games. I think this team's pretty pretty solid. I mean, they can basically do everything. Defense is what, I mean, there's not really too many guys on this team that can really clamp up anybody, I'm not going to lie to you. But uh, I'm confident that they can make stuff work. Next up is the Chicago Bulls, who I think you for sure have to take the over on this. They went 22-60 and 60 last year. Not a great season. They're only projected 30.5. They do have Zach Levine coming back, and I think that's important. This man has been grinding all offseason. Every time I see him on Instagram, he looks better. He somehow looks more fit. Their point guard depth, I mean, they still have Chris Dunn. I don't know what they're going to do with him. Kobe White's a rookie. He looks amazing. Tomas Sedaransky's a great pickup from the Wizards. He's a great, solid, just an all-around good point guard. He's 31. He averaged 9-3-5 and five last year. He's pretty efficient. They also have Otto Porter. They have Chandler Hutchinson, who was drafted last year, who didn't get a lot of minutes, but I'm confident he's going to keep on playing. They have Denzel Valentine. He might get some minutes. Wendell Carter Jr. is obviously solid. Um, Lori Markinen is a big, 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 big reason this team is going to be good next year. He averaged 19-9. and nine. Uh, He's just such a sniper. I think he's been grinding the offseason. Obviously, they have Zach Levine, who averaged 23.7, 5 and 5 I think he could lead the league in scoring this year, possibly. And if they go far, I think he'd be a top 10 MVP candidate. They also picked up Thaddeus Young, which a lot of people slept on. He's one of the best grinders in the league. I mean, he does everything. He's diving for balls. He's looking to make the team win, and I think that's what they need. Um, Let's see. Who's up next? So I'm taking the over on them. They're projected 30.5. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to say this could be like a 45-win team. I think this team's making the playoffs. After that, we have uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They went 19-63 and last season with the uh, the second-worst record in the league, only in front of my Knicks. Um, they're projected 24 wins. I think the biggest thing for them is figuring out if they really want to keep Kevin Love's big contract. I think they can get even more assets because I think there's a lot of teams buying a stretch power forward. I get his contract's big, but, I mean, you can't beat. He's He's a champion. He was great on the Timberwolves side. Obviously, that was a while ago, but he's been putting up great numbers for the Cavs since he's been there. He averaged 17 and 11 last year. Um, this team doesn't really have much. They have Chetty Osman, who I'm a fan of. 
But Colin Sexton and Darius Garland having two of these point guards that kind of play the same. I mean, Colin Sexton averaged three assists last year, and he played 32 minutes a game. I don't know if your point guard can be averaging that many assists and being efficient. So I think this team's a big question mark. I don't think they're going to do anything special. Kevin Porter Jr.'s there. I mean, there's not too much to look forward to. I think that team's going to be pretty boring. So I'm probably going to take the under on them. I think they're probably going to win 20 games. There's not too much going on for them right now, but we'll see what happens in the future. And the last team, my New York Knicks, the worst team in the league with a 17-65 and record. They're projected 27 wins this year. I think that's all right. Now, I can talk about the Knicks for probably three hours, but I'm, uh, I'm going to not do that because I'm guessing if you haven't already stopped listening, you probably are going to stop if I started talking about them for three hours. So a few of my notes that I had, I just had R.J. Barrett is Canadian Kobe, basically. I mean, that's a joke, obviously. But all jokes aside, I think this draft class could be like the 2003 draft class. I think that uh, R.J. Barrett could be the Dwayne Wade. I think Zion is obviously going to be the LeBron with how much hype he has. I also think there's a chance. I mean, you can have Cam Reddish be Chris Bosh. I just I feel like they're sleeping on this draft class. Obviously, it has a ton of hype, and then there was a ton of stuff going into it. But I think Mitchell Robinson is a future multiple-time defense player of the year. I said it. I think it's going to happen. Julius Randle has been a solid power forward for years now. Kevin Knox can develop. I mean, the guys, I mean, the Knicks fans I talked to, so obviously a little bit more uh, enthusiastic on what Kevin Knox can be. But, I mean, with how lengthy he is, and if he figures out how to finish, he could be a discount Giannis with a jumper. And I think that's scary. Dennis Smith Jr., uh, homies with J. Cole. Shout out J. Cole. I think he's important to this team. He averaged five assists, 14 points, and a million highlights. They also picked up 14 million power forwards in Bobby Portis, Taj Gibson, and Marcus Morris. Um, I think I think those guys are going to probably be leaders towards Julius Randle for the most part. And I think if things start going the tanky way, they're probably going to get rid of Taj if uh, he keeps on asking for minutes and if he's whining about minutes. I think they'll trade him for a second rounder maybe. They also have good bench depth. I mean, they have Alfred Payton. They have Wayne Ellington. Obviously, Frankie Smokes, Frank Natalikina, Alonzo Trier, Ignis Berzakis, the rookie. I'm excited to see him. I think there's a lot of people on this team that you'd pick last in your uh, in your fantasy draft. I think that's what this team is, a lot of last picks. But I also think it's pretty important to think that so many rookies developing, maybe something special could happen. I'm not saying they have Hawks-level potential, but I think it's something close to that. So they're projected 27. As a Knicks fan, I'm obliged, I'm obligated. To take the over on them. I think they could be a borderline playoff team. Like a 10th through 8th seed. But uh, I think I think that's what's going to happen with the Knicks. And I think that does it. That is our Eastern Conference teams. Um, Western Conference should be out soon. If you have any beef with what I said. If you'd love to be on the podcast. Any questions. Anything you want me to talk about the podcast. Hit me up. Um, on Instagram at cbaskets, C-B-A-S-K-E-T-S. If you, uh, if you have any thoughts, any thoughts at all, be sure to let me know. It's very important that I get y'all in these podcasts. Maybe I'll answer some questions in the next couple podcasts if you guys got any. And, uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. If you're driving, 
have fun wherever you're going. If you're going to work, stay on that grind. And uh, I'll see you guys next time on the Nwood Podcast.